Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and we are talking about love. I asked Junie Moon to pop on here, and she is a love coach. And I asked her what her favorite thing to talk about was, and she said, love, self-love, and how not to get in your own way when it comes to love. So we are in good hands today. Hello, Junie. How are you? I'm so so happy to be here. And yes, my favorite topic is love and how to have more of it. <laughs> and, and may I ask why? <laughs> because I know what it feels like to feel alone and scared and unseen and walking on eggshells with knots in my stomach, feeling like no one knows what's going on in my life. And it wasn't until I realized that I was missing out on some vital components to my life that, um, that I was able to finally shift. And so once I was able to finally shift and give myself the oxygen mask and to be able to really fill up in my heart, that's when I realized like, there's nothing more important than the oxygen mask for the Mm -hmm. world. Because when we can really feed our, our hearts and ourselves, then everything just shifts everyone around us. And of course, more love. (laughs) Why wouldn't we want more love? (laughs) Well, the call I had right before you, I was telling you a little bit about it. And it's a woman who got out of a divorce and then she was in a uh, toxic relationship and now she's learning self-love and she just went on a trip and she's Mm. investing in herself and she's trying new things and putting new opportunities and her kids have reached back out to her. She's got a new partner that's reaching out. Well, she's got several guys to choose from actually, but I think she's... Mm -hmm. Right. But I said, oh my gosh, you got into forward momentum in your own life. Yep. Forward momentum. And so many women, they just get frozen and they think it's like, here I am. And there's a, if I cross the bridge, there's love on the other side, but they don't realize they are the bridge. Yes. And there's so much fear, especially if they have been hurt and who hasn't had a broken heart, who hasn't had a moment where you felt betrayed or unseen in some way. And so here we are wanting more love. And I love that. I love that story about that woman, you know, going forward and really embracing the stage of life. And the biggest thing is, is that we see where we want to go a lot of the times, but there's that part inside of us. uh, I call it the risk manager. That's kind of going, Oh no, this is way too scary. Don't you remember what happened last time? And that bridge seems really shaky and scary and, keeps us from wanting to go toward the other side. It's like, you know what? I'm, I'm okay here. Let me not take any risks. But then we're missing out on what I believe is our divine right to have a beautiful, juicy access to love across the board. So how do you help people get their bridge more stable and, and manage that risk management? Yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot there, you know, and I love that we're using the metaphor of a bridge. I I lived outside of New York City and I use that metaphor a lot because there was this bridge that was really, really old that connected, well, upper New York to the the other. It doesn't matter. There was a bridge. (laughs) There was a bridge locally and it was called and it's called the Tappan Zee Bridge. And it was really not doing well and they needed to get a new bridge, but they couldn't just break the old bridge. 
we needed to get across the river. And so they started building this new bridge, a beautiful bridge. And finally, they blew up the old bridge, which was quite an amazing thing to watch. Anyway, that's what we're doing with our brain. That's what we're doing with our neural pathways, which is we're building new bridges. We're learning who we are now, because that's what happens a lot with women in the second half of their life. It's like, wait a second, I haven't dated in 20, 30, 40 years. Wait a second, I'm not looking for someone to have babies with, you know, like we're in a different stage of life. And so we need to know who we are now. We need to know what matters to us now, what's most important to us now. And when we can really cultivate those new neural pathways of confidence, healthy boundaries, clarity, then the old bridge can just start to break down and dissolve and we can get rid of it. So when I work with people, we're looking at what is it that they really want? Oh yeah, over on the other side of the river is this beautiful basket of love and and I can have great partnership and this amazing life, but how do I get there? And why am I so scared? And why do I have these bad behaviors? And so we need to work with this risk manager, this part that's going, don't do it, don't do it. And giving us messages saying that we're too old, we're too fat, we're, you know, it's never going to happen for us. We need to get that part online and see that if it doesn't chill out, that we're going to have pain staying on this side of the river. And so I help people dissolve the old bridge by building new bridges to be able to feel confident and strong and and enjoy the journey to love, more love. (laughs) So if I had a magic wand and I could change something about humanity, Mm. I would want people to be afraid of what happens if they don't build a new bridge or what happens if they stuck. Because I think it's Something in our brains, which our brains are designed to keep us safe, not to yep. make us happy. We know exactly. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason for our risk management, which is a good thing when it comes to not being hit by a car. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, we, like, we need it. We need to know that that part is watching out for us so that we don't jump in front of a car. Exactly. This is that healthy fear. Yes, but... Sometimes we put the fear in the front seat when it belongs in the trunk. And then (laughs) when it belongs in the trunk, we put it in the front seat. Like it's just, we're not using fear to our advantage. And I think if I'm on the, there's always going to be a bridge and something on the other side. It's I'm very happily married. It's not about dating at this point, but there's, there's always things. It's like, okay, I have to create a new version of myself a yeah. new bridge to get to the other side, to grow, to achieve the next level of love, success, passion, yeah. personhood, spirituality, whatever it is. Like no one gets a pass. Yes. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, I love what you just said about, you know, fear in the front seat, fear in the trunk. We want to be able to have control over our fear. We want to be able to dance with our fear. Some people will say, how do I get rid of my fear? And and like, to your point, we need it. We need healthy fear. We need to be able to be mindful and not just go on any date or open up our hearts to just anybody. We want to be in the driver's seat. And so I'm a shadow worker. I help people see what they've lost access to, like their confidence, their healthy boundaries. I help them see the patterns that have continued through all these years and why they have it. But that's where most therapy ends. That's where a lot of most personal growth ends, which is just understanding. Oh, well, my mom was this. My dad was this. No wonder fear is in the front seat. 
Well, that's the first step is awareness. And then as a shadow worker, I help people not only identify this, but then shift it so they can take the reins back from that fear and be in control of that energy. Because as long as we are letting the old wiring, all the conditioning and all the beliefs in the background running our show, we are not in the driver's seat. And so when we shine a light on those shadows, those beautiful parts of you that have been shamed or hurt or or we, you know, we we got to this point where we're like, well, I better not express this part of myself because people will judge me, criticize me, I might get hurt. When we can suddenly go, wait a second, I'm in a very different place right now. I have new tools or I will be getting new tools and I have support. That's when things start to change and we can update the risk manager to see who we are now. So it could go back into the passenger seat and we could say, I'll, I'll, I'll ask for your opinion, but at the end of the day, I'm driving. Big change. As you were speaking, the example came up of when I was in college, right? And we just ate crappy food because we didn't have any money, you know, and I was just practicing piano all the time. I was a piano major in my undergrad. And, uh, you know, I was just practicing piano and eating Snickers bars and we'd eat chips for dinner. Most adults would not think that was appropriate because we outgrow that stage of our life. And at the time... You know, but if I had been spending more money on food, that would have been a bad choice at that time. My body and brain were keeping me as safe as a Snickers bar can keep you, you know, <laughs> at that time, right. there it was useful to me for my best interests. So I wasn't spending a lot of money on food that I didn't have. But fast forward we won't say how many years later, many years later, uh, the that would be completely inappropriate if I was living in fear of like, oh, I can't pay for food. So I need to eat Snickers bars for dinner. Like that would be incredibly inappropriate. But kind of doing that in our other areas of our life. I mean, that's probably an obvious area, which I've picked on purpose. But (laughs) there's areas that aren't so obvious that those we just need to upgrade our systems. Yes. And I, and I loved your example. And I'll, I'm going to add to that. When I was growing up, I was bullied terribly. Mm -hmm. So by the time I got to high school, I couldn't even raise my hand in class. I would write down the question because if I even thought I would raise my hands in class, my heart would start to beat. I would start to sweat and my stomach would be in knots. And the inner critic was telling me horrible things like, Oh, you don't know the answer. You're going to just make a fool of yourself. So it shut me down. Was that a good idea? Absolutely. If I had one more moment of somebody mocking me, embarrassing me, making me feel like something was wrong with me, I don't know if I'd be speaking to you today because it was so scary. So it worked for me back then. It was a strategy that the risk manager said, you know what? Let's let's kind of pull her back. Let's kind of keep her quiet. Let's not have her shine so brightly. It worked. But did it work in my adult life? No, I walked on eggshells. I was afraid to do presentations. I was an acupuncturist. Well, I still am, but I don't really practice anywhere. But I was an acupuncturist wanting to to, to, uh, do uh, seminars and to invite new people into my practice and do talks. And when I tell you the terror of me being in front of people, it was, I, I couldn't do it. I was so scared because the old wiring stayed with me. Oh, I might be mocked. I might be embarrassed. And so I had to update my risk manager. 
my risk manager needed to see that if it kept me small and unseen and unable to express myself, bad stuff was going to happen, that I would be in pain and I wouldn't be successful. So with shadow work, with our specially designed processes, we're able to rewire the brain so I can do things like this. Like, I'm not scared at all right now talking to you. And you could say, hey, Junie, I have an event with a thousand people next week. Would you come and jump on the stage? And I'd be like, oh my God, totally stoked. Maybe I'd be a little nervous, but healthy nervous, excited nervous, mm -hmm. but not debilitating, oh my God, what's going to happen where I'm in the audience judging myself. So old strategies worked for us. That is, like you said, our survival uh, mechanism. It's not, it's, it's supporting us to make sure that we're safe. But once we realize that old strategy is not keeping us safe in, in the way that we need to, in fact, it's hurting us, that's the game changer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I love it. And updating my risk manager, that, that's going to stick in my head in a good way. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I always like to ask this question and it's a silly question, but it's a question everyone always asks dating coaches and love coaches. Where are all the good guys? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. In fact, I asked, I was, okay. I was just, I interview a lot of people on my podcast and, and let's hope that you come on mine yes. as well. Uh, and I was, I was um, interviewing a very successful, well-known dating coach. And that was one of the questions I asked him. I'm like, people always ask me, where are the good guys? And he said, you know, that's not necessarily the question to ask. You know, it, it's, it's looking at, you know, what is your mindset and what are the steps that you're taking in your life? And the reality is, and I loved his example, you know, if you were to, I don't know exactly what he said, but let's just say you go to, go to your, your, your food market and there's a lot of people in, in the market. How many people are going to be your one? How many people are you going to say, wow, there are some really great guys here. It, there, there are more people that are not going to be your fit than your fit. It is something like a needle in a haystack, and yet it's not. So let me just kind of back up for a second. So first of all, most people in general are not going to be your person. That's just reality. When you know How many people are you going to be really attracted to and have things in common when you walk into a store? You might, you might get lucky, but what are the chances? So we're looking at a pool of people, and inside of that pool of people, a prob of, of 100%, maybe 10% are going to be someone you really want to talk to. 10% of people that are high quality, that can really match you in the way that you want to be matched. So where are the good guys? They're everywhere. They're everywhere. It's just we need to get aligned with what's important to us, know our deal breakers and deal makers. What are we looking for and what will we not accept? That's what I work with with my clients is who are you now? And then from that place, after unpacking the bags, that from that place, in an aligned place, you write your profile, you get your pictures, and you are going to be vibing with that energy of who you are now, because who you are being is going to attract that person that you're looking for way more than if you just throw something out there and hope for a hit. So we got to get clear inside, then we have to raise our own vibe up to be who we want to attract. And then mm -hmm. the good guys are out there. If you know what you're doing, because at the end of the day, I see women spinning their wheels online and not really knowing how to do it well. 
So they're everywhere. The answer is they're everywhere. We just need to know how to how to find them. But they're there. Which is very consistent answer. You know, I ask literally almost everyone that answer and they are everywhere. But let's talk about when someone's in low vibe, they've had dating discouragement mm. and they start to view dating. It was like, well, I'll just, just go on one more date or I'll just find this or I'll just this. So um, right. is that part of what you're talking about um, when you're saying you're not, you're not finding the right person, you're, you're not doing yeah. it the right well, right. even even when you were saying that, you know, you're like, oh, you know, like I could see it in your in your body expression when you were acting that out of, oh, I got to go on one more date. Like there's that tension and there is the, the mindset of this isn't going to work. So if if you go on a date like that with that in that that background noise of oh, one more date, this isn't going to work. That energy is coming with you, just like every friggin relationship you've ever had, you bring with you to that date, all the crap, all the beliefs, all the heartache, unless you've done the work. So what do we have to do? I mean, I have a year program, my midlife love mastery program, where we're unpacking and, you know, we have all this luggage and baggage that we're bringing with us. I want a new partner. And then, you know, we bring the U-Haul of all the relationships. We want to bring a carry on. We do not want to bring all that baggage. So we need to let a lot go so that we can go on those dates, not putting all of that energy into, oh my God, is he the one? And have a clipboard of questions of you know interrogation. We want to be able to go feeling full and whole and happy just as we are with the possibility that you might be meeting somebody that can add to your life and to have fun on that date. Because at the end of the day, you're just meeting a stranger. This is somebody new. So go and have some fun and bring your best self forward. If you're coming from that place of, I'm exhausted, this sucks, this is not working for me, that's what you're putting out. And that's what you're going to get. You're probably going to attract other people that are are riding that whole energy of this isn't going to work, or they're going to see you in that or experience you in that negative energy. So we, we really need to shift inside. And that takes some awareness and some work. It's not like this long Paul, but when I work with people, you know, maybe in a you know month, two, three months after unloading a lot of this crap, they're excited to get out there because they're feeling more full and whole and excited at the possibility. Does that answer your question? Absolutely. So tell people where they can find more out about you. You could Google me, um, just love coach Junie Moon, and my website is coachjuniemoon.com. Uh, J-U-N-I-E. There's a lot of content there, podcasts and articles, as well as um, a freebie there, which is, uh, what is it? Seven Keys to Magnetize Mr. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a, a guide to successful dating. So if you go to coachjuniemoon.com, you could actually grab that special guide and um, and start getting really clear and, and amping up that vibe for you. Awesome. Okay, so my... Last question and favorite question is you, we could broadcast you to the entire world for one minute. Mm. What would you want the whole world to hear? So something I just heard just a couple of weeks ago, and I, I'm just going to repeat that. And I think it was Maya Angelou, but I I might be wrong, but I'm going to say, I think it was Maya Angelou who said, um, it's really selfish 
for us to not shine our light. Um, and by not shining, and of course, I'm totally changing what it, whatever she said. But at the end of the day, if we're holding ourselves back and we're not expressing our truest self, our most vibrant, beautiful, authentic self, we're being selfish. We are not adding to this beautiful world our gifts. And if we're hiding our gifts, if we're hiding our expression, our, our unique expression, we're, we're keeping people, we're, we're not letting people uh, see the, the best of us. And we're not adding that energy to the pool of, the, of humanity. And so to be selfless is to shine your light, to make an impact in the world, to make an impact on your family, your community. I mean, more than ever, we know that this world needs healing and what we bring to this world is ourself. And if we leave our house angry, empty, frustrated, and dimming our light because we're afraid of what other people are going to think, that affects everyone and everything. So let's be that beautiful stone that we throw in the, in the water of the world and let it ripple out in the greatest way. So be selfless by shining your light. That would be my my answer to your question. <laughs> I'm going to add something to it because in the conversation I've had with other women about that, okay, mm -hmm. if I dim my light and I say, okay, Junie, it's okay for you to shine. It's okay for you to brag about yourself. It's okay for you to look good. But if I do something to look good, then I'm a bad person. There's such an inconsistency and untruth to that. Yeah. You know, even where I see mothers posting, like, look how amazing my children are. But then if they say they can't say anything nice about themselves. And I kind of say, at what age do your children expire? When your daughter uh, graduates, is that when she's supposed to stop? Like she's it's OK to celebrate her until she's 22. But once she becomes married and becomes a mother at that point, she only has permission to celebrate her kids. Right. Like, when does your daughter expire? Yeah. And like my daughter needs me to shine so she can. Yes. Yes. Let us all shine to sh like, I, I have this, this brag session. I just had my retreat with, with my clients and I, I say, okay, we've all embraced our inner queen. We've all risen into the gifts and, and, and our, the blessings that we are to the world. Now everyone gets to sit on the throne and brag about all their achievements and all the qualities they love about themselves. And it's a stretch because we are taught not to brag. We are taught not to boast. And, and again, it's, you know, shadow versus authenticity. I'm not saying to do it in the look at me, look how special I am. I'm so much better than you. Shadow, shadow versus yeah, I want to tell you that I deeply care about my work and my clients. I do great work. I help people X, Y, and Z. You know, to be able to stand in our gifts and to shine our light, to me, a rising tide lifts all boats. And so if I'm rising into my greatest expression and I share that with others, others will do the same. So let us model owning our gifts. Let us model owning our brightness. And that will help everyone. If um if we're willing to really get out of our own way uh, and want a full life, you know, so to heal the planet, to heal our hearts, to heal across the board, let's shine. Let's shine our light. Yes. I love that. Love that.
Agree completely. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. And thank you for helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Are you loving the Toxic Person Proof podcast? Don't forget to check out the book, Becoming Toxic Person Proof. Clear the confusion and learn to trust yourself again. Available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support and most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.